0: Hey there gamers, it's Jay and welcome to Defender of the Realm. Alrighty, so I did have a little bit of a, a brief hiatus and uh really that <clears throat> excuse me, that hiatus was because uh as I had mentioned um I've mentioned elsewhere in other podcasts that I do Uh, I very recently, I really shouldn't say I, it was really my daughter that wanted it, uh, we got a PS4. uh, And I've been spending time pretty much playing games on the PS4, especially games that are kind of exclusive for it, and that's really what we're going to be talking about today, is um, talking about a game that recently, very recently, came out exclusively for the PlayStation. this game was developed by Quantic Dream and uh, it was written by David Cage and David Cage if you're not familiar with him he wrote and directed uh, Heavy Rain um, which I've actually never had a chance to play uh, because I know that's on the PS3 I'm sure there's a way I could play it on the PS4 Uh, but I've heard excellent excellent things about it and if this game uh, Detroit Become Human is anything close to Heavy Rain, I'm sure it is an excellent game. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about uh, Detroit Become Human. Like I said, it came out a little over a week ago, and yeah, I've been playing it. Uh, One thing I'm going to say is usually before, uh, you know, a pretty big game comes out that I'm interested in, uh, you know... Professional critics, let's say that I get, you know, they get advanced copies of it, so they do their reviews. um, You know, Polygon, IGN, I'll usually take a look at theirs first to just kind of get an idea what I'm getting into. Uh, I was pretty excited for this game anyway, but, you know, I do like to kind of look at some of the reviews. And one of the things that I did see um, is they said that the gameplay for this. Uh, you know, on average gameplay could be anywhere for six to 10 hours. It could take you six to 10 hours to complete the game, but there's a very high, um, replayability in it or a replay factor in it. So this review is going to be based off of about, uh, I'd say, um, probably about two and a half, three hours in. So... I would say, I don't think I'm really halfway done with the game, but, uh, kind of close to it, so, let's talk about it. Now, um, I'm not really gonna get into the story too much, uh, because this is a very new game, and it is a story-heavy, uh, story-heavy game. This is an adventure game, um... I've never really played a game like this. Like I said, I didn't play Heavy Rain, so... And I don't know if Heavy Rain plays similar to this one, but, um... The only other thing I can compare it to, and it's really kind of a pale comparison, are, like, the Telltale games that I do enjoy playing. Um... Detroit Become Human takes that aspect of uh, Telltale, and just, oh my god, they ramp it up, you know, they've turned it up to 11 here uh, with this game, and it's absolutely amazing, so yeah, I'm not really going to get into the story, because this is a totally story-driven game, so I'm going to say that there's no spoilers in it, uh, but, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about the characters a little bit. But I don't think I'm really going to be spoiling too much for you. Um, One of the things I really want to talk about is the fact, you know, I kind of made that comparison uh, between this and Telltale Games in general. And, and, you know, if you know about Telltale Games, you know, it's their adventure games as well. Um, Quick time events, uh, conversations, making choices. The choices kind of affect the story down the line we see that here in Detroit become human but it is expanded out so far it's it's unbelievable um i always kind of felt that telltale did a good job uh you know with with sort of like their you know <clears throat> adventure style there where you know, choices that you make affect certain things, like in uh, Batman The Enemy Within, choices you make when you interact with different characters affects your relationship, and it can affect the outcome of the story. And it seems that as Telltale kind of keeps putting out games, they're kind of expanding on that uh, to the point that, you know, I, like I said... um Game of Thrones, the the Telltale Game of Thrones. Uh, it was a very good story, but, you know, the ending was really kind of set already. Um, really kind of who lives, who dies is really the only choices that we're kind of making here. <clears throat> uh, in Detroit Become Human, you play, or you're able to play three different characters. Um, and, you know their stories kind of seem separate, but they do all become intertwined, so it's sort of like almost like three overlapping stories, let's just say. It's, you know, um, one of the characters, you know, I'm just going to give an example, like, uh, if one of the characters triggers events in the story, you then play the next chapter as a separate character, Uh, they might be doing their thing, but the events that the first character kind of set in motion or sort of playing in the background or they might even end up getting caught up in and again I like I said I'm really not gonna go into spoilers or anything so that's that's about that's about as detailed as I'm gonna tell you with the plot so overall what is this story about the story about the story is about uh, Detroit in the not too distant future uh, I don't actually have it on hand but I believe it's like the year is like 2035 think Blade Runner um, Androids uh Incredibly lifelike androids uh, are among us. they are our workforce um you know we see them uh taking care of the elderly uh as assistants uh as housekeepers maids uh construction uh garbage men things like that um they are second-class citizens to say the least, you know. I mean, this story definitely touches upon racism, Um, you know. In this case, you know, um, humans not tolerating androids at all, Um, you know, they're sort of really just, I mean, they're really just kind of seen as machines. Um, There's a lot of resentment towards androids because basically, if you think about it, really just about any job out there can be performed by an Android. So, you know, it's like unemployment very, very high. A lot of people losing their job to Androids. You know, a lot of manual labor, you know, menial type jobs, you know, are going to Androids because you know, it's free unending labor. I mean, they, they, they stay powered on 24-7. They could work non-stop. No complaints. No asking for a break. Now, here's the thing one of the one of the story elements that's really heavily touched upon here is that it seems that the longer androids uh, interact with humans the closer they become to becoming sentient to becoming aware to almost become human themselves and that's really what we're looking at here is you know what would happen if you know not just a couple of androids but if androids in mass became sentient and realized you know they want rights of their own or you know why are we taking orders from humans you know we are vastly superior to humans they should be taking orders from us if anything um and like I said you you play as three different characters and their stories do kind of interweave and cross over from what I've seen so far and I'm sure it's going to continue on down the way um so really quick the three characters are Kara who is uh, and they're all androids Kara, who is a housekeeper who, um, when her story begins, she is hired by uh, a man who is an unemployed drunkard and, uh, it appears that he might be very abusive to his young daughter. Um, there's Marcus, who is a caretaker android, um, and he, you know, he becomes sentient. He actually also has the ability to sort of make other androids sentient and self-aware. And the last one is Connor, who is an android on the police force that his job is really to hunt down uh, sentient androids. Um, It's a little bit like Blade Runner there. Uh, And like I said, their stories overlap and intertwine, but really the way the gameplay goes is it'll be a chapter, you'll play as whoever the main character of that chapter is, And then the next chapter you're playing, you know, and it's like you're going back and forth. Um, I did kind of find that interesting. It was, it was, because like Telltale does that. Telltale will do that with games like Game of Thrones and Guardians of the Galaxy where, you know, you will play multiple characters. Um, Like I said, here it's kind of in chapter form. So when you're in a chapter, if you're Kara, Marcus, Connor, whoever it is, that's all you're really going to be for the rest of that chapter or at least that's what I've seen so far um, and really what you're doing in this in this game depending on which sort of android you are is you're really interacting and observing um, and that's the thing and especially as Marcus and Connor uh, observing the area that you're in observing the humans that are interacting with you or close by is very very key um, you know The more you interact with and analyze the environment and analyze, you know, the humans that are around you, when it comes time to make some choices, it's like you have more information to sort of make a better choice. That's the thing. A lot of dialogue trees here, a lot of uh, chances to make choices and decisions. Some of them you know you can sit on and wait on but a lot of them are sort of timed you know again like telltale like reality somebody asks you a question they're not going to wait five hours for you to ponder your answer they sort of want an answer then and there uh there are some quick time events that you do need to do um it's really it's almost like it's almost like from an android point of view it's almost like a life simulation type game uh let me give you an example when you play as cara You're doing the dishes, you're cleaning up, you're doing all these tasks, uh, very menial tasks that Kara as a maid would have to do. But you're also observing the interactions between your owner and his daughter. Um... And the thing is, you know, in Telltale Games, you know, they sort of say the decisions that you will make affect the story. And especially in Telltale Games, you'll really know it's a big decision because it'll sort of be like, you know, do we kill this one or do we let him go? And there'll be no timer on it. You could really sit there and, and ponder it um, here in Detroit Become Human. It, it it almost seems like every decision you make, every conversation choice you make is altering this storyline and you know this because at the end of each chapter they give you a flow chart of what just happened and they'll show you like here's here's the choice you made so based on that you could only make these few choices next and you made this one which like you know it's a flow chart show and you'll see like wow there's probably 20 or 30 different ways I could have played that chapter differently. And that's why I'm saying the replay value or the replay factor seems to be very, very high on this game. Um, another thing I really want to talk about is the, is the overall presentation of this game. Um, the voice actors are phenomenal. Um, the graphics are incredible. I mean, the story is so well written. Um, my daughter Diana. She's gonna going to college soon. She wants to be a writer, uh, either for theater or for TV. So she was heavily involved in in her school's drama clubs from like fourth grade all the way on through. So she knows a lot about staging. She knows a lot about uh, cinematography. Um, really, just kind of setting a scene. And she said, she's like, this is like a high-class movie. This isn't just some video game, Uh, you know. She said, like, when characters are interacting with one another, you know, the cinematography, the setup, it's like a movie, you know, with with the cut shots back and forth, the over-the-shoulder views. Depending on the mood, you know, the camera angle changes, the lighting changes to really reflect the mood of the story. And really, it helps tell the story so much further. You know, she's like, it's an incredible touch to put into a video game. Because one of the things I kind of joked about with her before is, you know, I don't even remember which game we were talking about. But, you know, I kind of joke like, oh, you know, so-and-so is the director of that video game. Like, wh- like what does a director do? You know, it's a video game. It's not like, as the programmers are doing it, he's sitting there like, cut, print, you know, like a film director. But she said, yeah, you know, the director is the one that sets up what you see on the screen you know the like the cinematography of it the presentation of it you know should things be lit this way or that way when characters are interacting should be as the viewers or players be looking at it from this angle or that angle because she said it really kind of determines how the story is told um and the story this story is so well written it is an excellent story Yeah, there's some things in there that are a little obvious. Like I said, you know, sort of some of the, some of the elements of like racism and things like that. Like they're pretty obvious and you can kind of see where some of those things are going, but overall it is an excellent story. It's an excellent tale. And what I think is absolutely amazing is when I look at a telltale game, I'm sure, you know, I'm not saying, wow, those stories are really easy to write because, oh, if I make this choice, this happens. I make that choice, that happens. Okay, I only really need to think about two or three different choices. I'm sure there's a little more that goes into it, but it seems like with Detroit Become Human, you know, like I said, um, excuse me. Sorry about that. David Cage, who wrote the story, you know, it, it's almost like he had to have like a giant flowchart himself for each character and then kind of have them lined up next to each other because there's points when they're when character stories overlap with one another. Um, here's the other thing. And I saw this in a review and it hasn't really happened to me yet, but there's no. How, how do I say this? It's like a continuous story. There's no... There's no game over. You know, somebody dies, they die. That's it. The rest of the story is going to continue. So, that's why I think when I first heard that... Gameplay for this could take anywhere for 6 to 10 hours. Um, if you... Some of the choices you make could lead to very... Very early demises for some of these characters. Uh, and your story's kind of cut short. Um... I don't know. Like I said, I'm only about two two and a half hours in. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like I like I said, I haven't had anybody die or any any playable character. I haven't had them die yet. But it's kind of interesting to see, based on what I've read and and what I've seen and heard, that you know, if your playable character dies, they don't like they don't go up. Oh, game over. Let's let's take you back to that last save point and start all over again. Show must go on. The story will continue. Um, I think this is a very, very unique game. And I don't know. I really, right now, I really can't find any faults in it. But like I said, I am only a couple hours into it, but I'm hooked. You know, I really can see myself kind of burning through, not really burning through this game. I shouldn't say that. But really, you know, kind of setting aside some other games and really just kind of focusing on this getting to the end of the story and then going back and like, all right, this is how I'm going to do it differently. Because like I said, at the end of each chapter, when that flow chart comes up, you'll see the path that you kind of took. And it's not like, Oh, there were three or four other paths I could have taken. No, it's like the way the story branches off. It's almost sort of like the fun is like, okay, how can I go back to get that mystery choice right there? Or that mystery path right there? Like there's, they're numerous. Um. yeah, I mean, I think I've kind of gone on long enough w- about this game and really kind of gushed a lot about it because it's it's just absolutely incredible and, and I really can't say enough about it. Alrighty, so thanks for listening to me here on Defender of the Realm. Uh, as you know, you can find me here on Anchor. Anchor has that great call-in feature. Really, guys, I encourage you to call in I don't know how to play the calls on the air, but if you call in, uh, I will try to repeat what you said. I will definitely give you a shout out. Um, if you do listen and enjoy it and you want to send me a message or even just give me an applause, give me an applause and I will, I'll give you a shout out. Um, if you have friends that are gamers and you think they would like this podcast, please turn them on to it. Uh, because the thing, too, is if I get new listeners, I will absolutely give them a shout-out. Uh, you could also find me on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Play. Uh, I am on Instagram uh, at Defender of the Realm 97 And coming soon... I will have a Twitter account, so I will, can interact with you guys via Twitter. All righty, so kind of closes the chapter, see what I did there, on Detroit Become Human. This is Jay, and good gaming to you.